Good Wednesday evening, everybody. This is Hints of Hope from the House vertical slide this week. You're going to see a little bit more of our ceiling, and that's okay, because we're all so late, and that's how we got it going. But this is H3, Hints of Hope from the House. I am Chris Ballard with Believer's Worship Center. This is my good buddy, my partner, and my minister, Ivan Sheffield. Hello there. How y'all doing? Absolutely. It is a darker Wednesday evening than we're used to. Uh, but it's that time of year. It's it's fall. The leaves are starting to change. The mornings and the weather is beginning to be a little bit more crisp. I know this weekend we're in for some uh, some forty degree temperatures. That's right. It's going to get cold, which will be nice for you know some things. I guess it's it's fire season, so I'm looking forward to that. We can have some campfires, some bonfires, and things going on. But uh, nonetheless, a busy time in the life of any ministry, uh, and particularly in BWCs. I do want to stop and say thank you to everybody who, uh, who was in attendance at our meeting this Sunday. We had a great meeting, great fellowship, and uh, some good decisions were batted around and discussed. And, I, and I'm excited for what's going on in our church and where we're headed. And uh, so glad to, glad to have had that finally in the books and uh, got a chance to talk with everybody hear everybody's opinions on a few I tell you, days. it was great. It was just wonderful to see everybody engaged. Yep. And putting some plans together. Amen. Planning is everything, especially for a guy like me who is a planner. You got that right. Especially what does they say? Up, keep up with a guy like you. If you don't plan, if you don't, if you don't, if you, if you don't, fail to plan, you fail to plan, you plan, you plan to, to fail. fail. We don't fail. That's not the one I thought you were going with. Well, I went with it. Poor planning on your part doesn't constitute, constitute an emergency on my life. part. That's it. <laughs> but we also had a great, uh, great service Sunday before the meeting. Uh, we had a couple of people come up and uh, and sing with me. Oh, it was wonderful. Which uh, you know, I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna call him out, Robbie. Robbie, uh, right? He's he's been holding out on all of us. Who knew that old Robbie could put together a song like that? Well, you know, he goes up and down. I just go where I am. I know you was just I just right in I just settled, but he yep. had some highs and some lows. That's right. And and, uh, and and Lenny kicked in, and then and of course we were nowhere near the song, but uh, but we had fun doing it. Oh man, yeah. And uh, we had good spirit about it. So at least we sang. They say if you can't sing well, sing loud. That's right. So we were at least loud enough that nobody knew we weren't on the right. Key. And you know me, I sing so low, so low, nobody else can hear me. So, yeah, that's right. Here. So, getting, what are we talk about I would say getting to the point. So a couple of weeks ago during our, uh, our Wednesday night class, I had a question asked of me, and I feel like I may not have done justice to the answer. Uh, and I think that we can expand on it. I think it's a great topic. I think more people ask this question than we realize. And I know you've probably been asked this question, but uh, somebody asked, in all the things that are going on in the world, particularly in the world of faith and religion, right? how can you know when something is true or when something is real versus when maybe you've got one of those, uh, I'm going to be careful how I say this, we are in a public forum, I don't want to out anybody, uh, uh, but when you get one of those preachers uh, who are maybe not in it for all the right reasons or teachers who are maybe not in it for all the right reasons and therefore are giving you more of a self-serving argument than a biblical one. Um, and so she asked, how do you tell the difference? And, and what I, you know, kind of cursory said, you know, well, the, the Bible tells us to guard against things like that by learning and by being in the word of God. 
but also because as a as a follower of the word of God, I think we have that internal mechanism, all of us, that when something is wrong, it feels wrong. And when something is right, it feels right. And and so well, let that me is you your question. jumping off point. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. Uh, when you know it's wrong, it feels wrong, how do you know it's wrong? When you know it by studying, you know it by coming to church yep. that teaches the truth. The Bible set up the first church. Now, there wasn't any religions. There wasn't anybody to break it down. Ever denomination that you know of today in America was made by man. Right. Uh, the church was set up by Jesus. And whenever you follow what was put out there, uh, Acts 2, 42 says, and they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship and to the breaking of bread and prayers. Now, let's break it down real quick four ways. First of all, the teaching. Yep. It was Jesus' teaching. He gave to the apostles, and the apostles were teaching the people. They were not doing what somebody else had read. Right. They were not making up anything. So how do you know if something's false? You have to know the truth. And the Bible says the truth will set you free. Right. But at the same time, you have to know what the teachings are and you have to study what Christ said about it. Then they said in fellowship, we're going to have some fellowship here at the end of the month. Yeah. We can throw a plug in right there. We're going to have a... Uh, Our fall festival. Trunk or treat. With trunk or treat. That's right. The fall festival. We're going to have bouncy okay. houses for the kids. We're going to... Chili cook-off. Chili cook-off. Wendy's will be coming. Don't worry. Uh, <laughs> no, I just... <laughs> I put a picture out there for no, robbing no, them for... No Renee. Wendy's. No Vietti. No Denny Moore. No, 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 no Denny Moore, man, please. No, no Skyline. No Skyline Chili, no. Uh. But at the same time, we're going to have fellowship. Yes. And whenever they named it the Apostles' Teaching and the Fellowship, it means to get together. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the things that you can, if you go with like-minded Christians, you can have a great time. Oh, amen. We have a wonderful time around here. We, we fellowship. We break bread together. The next thing it says is breaking bread together. Uh, somebody asked me one time, and I had a sermon on this, and they said, well, why is breaking bread before prayers? Well, you have to have strength. Strength to pray. And you have to have strength to pray, and I believe that That's what they were prayer. doing, they were fellowshipping and breaking bread, and then they were in constant prayer. And the Bible tells us to be in prayer. So that's what, whenever you're talking about false teachings, you've got to know what's false. And you got to come to church to find out the truth. So I, I had a great illustration. In fact, that's what kind of rang my bell with this one uh, earlier this week and why I wanted to uh, discuss it today. You know when you go to the, and I hate it when this happens, but you know when you go to the bank and you're trying to make your deposit and that you give them like a hundred dollar bill or whatever, they always have to take like, you know, five minutes out of the thing to look at it. And then they, you know, they look at it through the light and this right. and that, and then they finally decide that it's real. Right. So if you get an old banker, mm -hmm. it, it, they, they just kind of pick it and go. But now mm -hmm. that like the new guys, like they got to use the pen. And On a 20. 
Oh, even on a 20. Like people are faking 20s these days. What does that say about us? <laughs> I had one the other day and I was paying with 20 and she marked it. And she said, it? She says, I don't get much cash. Well, okay, I'll give her that. <laughs> but a banker who who's done that for any any period of time, and if she's on, I hope that our, our resident banker chimes in here. Mm -hmm. But how do they know how to spot a fake 20 better than, than you or I can? Right. And the reason is because they got their hands on 20s or, you know, well, 20s and whatever they're faking anymore. They got their hands on that cash all day long. They know what it, they know what the real one feels like. They know what the fake ones right. look like. They know where all the imperfections are. And, and you know so, what make you laugh? Don't, My grandfather always said, if you get a 20 or a 100 or even a 50 and the eyes are crossed, don't take it. <laughs> that, <laughs> that's the way you take If so. Somebody gives me a, a dollar bill or of any denomination with crossed eyes. That's it. I, I, I'm, I'm keeping it anyway. But the illustration, I think, is great. The things that you handle, that you're in, that you're involved in, right. that you actually are laying yourself, you know, laying hands on, being a part of day in and day out, then it's easy to spot a counterfeit. You said that right. And I, you know, I think that that's interesting that we call them counterfeit bills right. and then that illustration goes further because in the bible it says that everything satan does is a counterfeit right of something god has already done you're exactly so right. how do you recognize a counterfeit bill because you touch it all the time you know what the real one feels like you know what a fake one looks like and how do you know counterfeit teachings because you read it by their fruits you shall know them amen you the bible tells us to read people i'm sorry but it does and you can bear false fruit, you can, you can bear dead fruit. Yep. But at the same time, what you know is very important to what you say. Mm. And whenever somebody asks me, how do I stay away from false teaching? How do I know whether somebody's telling the truth? My, my, I, I, I always quote my grandfather, but he was so wise and everything. He said, before you can shoot your mouth off, make sure your mind's loaded. I've heard that same thing, but not mine. But man, before you shoot your mouth off, make sure your mind's loaded. Make sure you study. Make yeah. sure you know the truth. And whenever we're setting up, you, you'll be able to tell when somebody's really throwing out some false doctrine. Well, I think that there are... And that's the issue, and we've talked about it a couple of times on here. There are so many people out there who are making a profit, yeah. a massive profit off of doing this job right here. Mm -hmm. And they're like 90% of what they say is right. But it's right. that little twist little at twist. the end that's right. that, that perverts it into something that's false. I am very much against a feel-good religion. So, You're not going to feel good all the time. No, and I, in fact, in uh, I know I, I know I told you wrong before you got here today. I know I, I said false prophets, and I should have said false teachings. False teachings. But the Bible says in there one of the ways you'll know a false prophet mm -hmm. is you know is is that right there. Right, because you'll know what's wrong with it. Right. I mean, if somebody tells me that I'm going to prosper every day of my life, uh, I got to worry about that guy. Right, so if, if the message is all about you're going to do better, you're going to gain this, you're going to mm -hmm. gain that, then the message is all about prospering, and that's not anywhere. That's not anywhere. The Bible doesn't tell me I'm going to have a good life. 
You know, and we I'm were talking about content with such things I have. Leslie and I were talking about that the other day, and I said, you know, show me in the Bible where he says, I, I promise you, you'll be happy. It, it, it doesn't. No. Anywhere in there. It's going to show me that I'm going to be content in such things I have. That's it. And a real teacher teaching mm -hmm. the truth is willing to tell you that, hey, it's going to suck sometimes. It's, it's going to be bad sometimes. Yeah. You're going to go through trials and tribulations. Amen. So, you know, it's not going to be all goody-goody. A lot of people say, well, you get saved, you're going to have it made. No, you're not. You're going to have troubles. You're going to have trials. You're going to keep going. You see any comments? I, I, I've been looking to see if any, any Yeah, somebody said, yay, snow cones. Oh, uh -oh. yeah, we're going to have snow cones at the chili cook-off. Oh, Fall man. I hope it's good and cold. That's what makes those so great. When you blow on it and the breath goes. <laughs> but if it's... It won't melt. I gotta say, we're, I'm still sitting here thinking like it's gonna be cold in October, but I'm like, hey, it's it's it is October and it's something. Yeah, it's 87. It's gonna be 80. Yesterday was 87, 88. I do want to know whose idea it was. You know what's in that sugar that or then that that stuff they put on snow cones, right? It's uh -huh. pure glucose. It's sugar. Oh boy. So we're gonna take a bunch of kids, give them sugar, give them sugar, and then candy. give them sugar, give them candy, uh -huh. and then give them sugar water. Yeah. Boy, we are glucose. Boy, we are pumping them up. We, we are, we need to fire our plane. The only in. other thing we can do is, okay, we're going to give them candy. Give them sugar. We're going to give them sugar with the snow cones. And then let's get some of those mellow yellows and Mountain Dews yeah. in a cooler out there and let them go with it. And then let's, let's give them chili and, and put them in their parents' and then I'm gonna Then I'm going to sit back and watch them. And then Debbie Hall said, send, send them home. That's, that's it. Full I love it. That's Get them why, all pumped up and then say, yeah, parents. That's why Debbie's the captain. Hey, here's parents. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> now, see, I'll sneak a couple of those diet drinks yeah. in there for me and you, okay? Mm -hmm. Because, you know, I like all that sugar, zero sugar now. Oh, uh, what you got there? I yeah, know, I Dr. Pepper, zero sugar. I love it. I reached, Pepsi. I reached that point in my life. Oh, I I got to do it all the time. Yeah. But false teaching. I think that's a false teacher right there. No, no, no. It doesn't have any sugar in it. I know, but it's, 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 it's it makes me feel bad. So it has to be wrong. <laughs> it has to be wrong. Oh my goodness. Leslie said, yes, Debbie Hall. Yeah. Well, we'll get them all sugared up and then uh, make sure you bring big candy bars for the kids. I uh, know. <laughs> kids get the midgets. The pastors get the big candy bars. There you go. I'm good with that. Reese's. That's right. Snickers and Hershey's would be my preference. But uh, back to the message. Yes, yes. Back to the message. So if it's all if it's all good all the time, if it's all about how you're going to prosper from your 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 relationship with God, mm -hmm. if it's if it's self serving, mm -hmm. right? And if they are unwilling, and this was my favorite one that I read as I was preparing for this, and, and not preparing you appropriately. If, if it never talks about and names sin, right, then it can't be the truth. Because as much right. as, as even in our messages, as much as we talk about the glory of God and the beauty that awaits us in heaven. You've got to talk about sin. you got to talk about the negative part. How, how do you know what's right if you don't talk about what's wrong? You know that's <laughs> I, that's a better way of saying it. But what I what I was given and what I was going to mm -hmm. say as my illustration is, if you're only ever reacting to something, right? Mm -hmm. 
then, then you never know where your side of the lane is. You're just always bouncing from one side to the next. And if you never give them the rules, then you can't get on them for Oh, breaking. I'm not going to go there, brother. But you set yourself up for that one. But the thing about it is, right, and, you know, rules are important. Yeah. And a lot of people say rules are made to be broken. Well, rules are also made so you know what's right and wrong. That's it. Know what you can do and what you shouldn't do. Yeah. I didn't say can't. What you should. And I like should that because do. that's exactly what we're saying. If if you that's know right. the rules, mm -hmm. right, if you want to call you them You can that, still do them wrong. You could. Absolutely. We have freedom of choice. That's right. But if you know the rules as they are outlined for us in the rules of being a follower of Christ, right. do as, you know, as, a, as I've commanded you, then, you know, you know... When something goes, oh no, you don't have to do that. That wasn't a rule. That was more of a guideline. You don't have. Where to do you that. learn those? Exactly in church. In church. Well, Hebrews chapter ten and twenty five says, "Not neglecting to meet together as the habit of some." So it tells me in the scripture that some people just don't go to church. Listen to the verse. Okay. Not neglecting to meeting together as the habit of some. So oh. it tells me in that verse that you should meet together, some people don't, but you as should. their habit. So it tells me there that people don't go to church. It, it tells me right there in the book. But, but. but it you, says, but. But you're supposed to. Encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. These are what the church is setting up and calling the end times. Yeah. We should be together. We should be seeking out a church that says the truth, teaches you what is wrong, yep. and we should assemble ourselves together. We're not big upon, I mean, we're not big on pushing people to be here every time the doors open. No. But when you're able to come to church, you should come. You should come to church. I'm not telling you you got to come to BWC. I'm telling you you need to find you a church where nothing's watered down. Yep. Where the truth is preached and the truth will tell you what's wrong and what you shouldn't go for after. And then you need to find a church like that and stay in it. Well, I think, you know, if we if we're preaching the truth, if you're hearing the truth, mm -hmm. then you know in all honesty, there ought to be a time or two where you feel bad about what you just heard. Yep. And not because you think it's wrong, but because that's conviction in your life. Mm -hmm. When you've heard the truth, you're, you're going to feel that when you know that's you're afoul of that one. Right. And, you know, an old preacher one time told me there's two reactions to a sermon. Mm -hmm. Oh, me or amen. <laughs> In other words, if, if a preacher's preaching the truth and he's preaching about what is wrong, some people will be sitting there and say, that's me, old me. Yep. Uh, I need, I'm under conviction. I need some repentance. Yep. We don't preach repentance. A lot of people don't. But repentance is turning completely around and going the other way away from sin. That's it. And you can't stay in sin. Well, I think so many people in today's congregation we'll call it that that's you know for the big c yeah. stop short of repentance they say oh well you have to you have to you know admit your sins confess your sins and give your life to god but they forget about that repent part 
The Bible is straight on that we need repentance. You can't just say that, oh, I realized what I did was wrong. I shouldn't have right. done that. You have to actually take the effort to stop mm -hmm. doing that, which is the biggest difference. The Bible uh -huh. tells us we're counted as daily sheep for the slaughter. That's it. In other words, we sin every day, but we have to ask for forgiveness and we have to repent. We can't be staying, staying in that sin. Where's the best place to get that? In church. In the church house. Yeah, if because we're not perfect. No. We're just a bunch of sinners saved by grace that go to church together. But if you're going to a church and it makes you feel good every time you walk in the door. Something's wrong. Then you've done something wrong. You've got to get out of that church. They're, right. not, they're not speaking 100% of the truth to you. Mm -hmm. and, and It's not a social club. No, absolutely. You learn from it. And you take what you supposedly learn and you try to apply it to your daily lives. But I like what you were reading earlier. And not just that I like it. I like mm -hmm. that you were reading it. You know, there there is supposed to be a social aspect of this. It's, it's not right. just Fellowship. about being in the building. Nope. You know, it's almost Socratic. And, and I know in, in your industry, you guys do that a lot. You get a bunch yep. of engineers. You talk about the problem from eight different directions and you come up with one solution. Well, church is supposed to be that way, too. We're, we're all supposed to get together and talk about There's our shared only one solution. Right. And we've got to all agree that that one solution is bigger than our problems. Amen. And whenever you're coming in here, I don't want, you know, you can say all you want to about people that come to church. Yep. But I really would rather have people that need Jesus. Yes. Than to have a perfect person come in and judge everybody else. Yeah. I, I, I'm not into that pointing fingers. No. Because every time I point my finger, I got three more pointing at me. So that means I'm three times in the trouble. I'm three times pointing at myself. And I really believe that we need a broken church. Well, we need somebody to realize that we're not perfect. Well, the church is supposed to be like a hospital, right? That's right. I don't go to the hospital when I'm A-OK. -okay. That's right. I go when there's a problem that's beyond my fixing that's to exactly find somebody. Right. Not somebody I can tell how to fix me. Right. Right? Which I think I can that's, tell my problem. that's equally as important. I don't want to just go and tell you how to fix me. I need a professional that's right. who truly knows how to fix me. I don't, And I don't even go to those hospitals where the voodoo doctors come out talking about we're going to put this needle here and this one here and we're going to rebalance your chakras and your, your purples out of house. And I, I'm not even doing See, that. This shows how human I am. You said voodoo. Yeah. My mind goes back to the water boy. No, I'm just sitting there. That's my mind. It goes 90 miles an hour. You said voodoo, and I'm thinking about what she said about the woman that he ran away with. Voodoo woman named Phyllis. Voodoo woman named Phyllis. But I'm just saying, we think 90 miles an hour. Yeah. We live 90 miles an hour. We can't be perfect. No. We've got to understand that that repentance and we got to understand the fellowship and we got to understand that people come to church broken. And like you said, yep. it's a place where the healing takes place. Yeah. And we're not talking about don't come in here and lay hands on somebody and they get up and run away. Now, I'm not, no, I'm we're not, not going that, that. We're not that. I'm talking about the emotional breaking down to realize that you don't live like you want to live. You're sinning. You would like to repent and you would like for Jesus mm -hmm. to take over. That's the problem we don't, when you're talking about false teachings, teachings. 
Boy, that can come out real quick. When you're talking about false teachings, most of the people leave being saved out of services today. Yeah. And I'm all for a good sermon, but if you don't have the death, burial, and resurrection, and you don't have the sacrifice that Jesus did, I don't really think you're doing much preaching. We're certainly not doing any good. You're not. You've got a you you can pave a way in a sermon and have a lot of application to it and everything, but you gotta have the gospel. Amen. And that gospel is teaching you that we need to do the fellowship thing, we need to do the teaching thing, we've got to understand what's going on, and then we break bread. I was saying we gotta do the eating pray. thing. Eating thing. You know, that's Dan Whittle's favorite line, man, where two or more Christians are gathered. Chicken Chicken's got a eye. That's right. Well, listen, if you've been tuning in with us tonight, and then I, I feel like we answered the question of how do you steer away from, how do you recognize false teachings and false teachers? You, you got to be in it. You got to be in the truth as often as you possibly can be. And while I don't think you have to be in a church house every time the doors are open, you ought to be there at least 75% of the time the doors are open. Try to be. Try to be. I mean, life happens and we get that, but you will not grow in your relationship with God. You will not grow in your understanding of his word if you're not in it. And yeah, you got to do it at home, but you got to do it with like-minded people who are, who are there for the same purpose. Okay, commercial time. Where's the best place to come? Believer's Worship Center. Where's it at? 5237 Murfreesboro Road, right here in College Grove. All you have to do is hit Franklin Road out of Murfreesboro, 96, come towards Williamson County, two miles over the line, BWC. Or if you're like most people, hit that highway where you can do 740. 840. Yeah. And 840 off towards Franklin, get off on exit Almville Roads. I think it's 47. You can't miss it. Come on, we be with us. to have you guys. If you can't join us for services, which start at 1030, by the way, this Sunday, we would love to have you for a Wednesday night where we're going through 1 Samuel or uh -oh. dress up ghouls, goblins, witches, commandos, whatever your deal is. Dress up, come share a little bit of fellowship with us. We just got to we got to announce this. Uh -oh. August 28th. Nope. Nope. August? That's what you put down, August October 28th is the October fall festival. October 28th, fall festival, trunk or treat. Come on, we're going to have a good one. Hey, and I'm so, I'm so happy to say this year we it's got It's not just going to be food and not candy. We're going to have some fun. We're going to have fun fellowship. And this year the community is backing us. We've got several uh, sponsors this year who stepped in and said they wanted to be uh, a part of our ministry and help That's us out. Right. So come uh, learn a little bit more about some of our community partners as well. But remember... October 28th at 6 o'clock here at Believer's Worship Center. In Can't wait to see you, everybody. You guys, we'll see you in church Sunday. Okay, have a great one.